Welcome to Hearing and welcome back. If this is your third time, I guess this is our third episode. I am here with a dear friend named Brenda and she has graciously allowed me to call her so that she can share some of her experience after we got together and have done some um, coaching. So I want to give you a little bit of background. Well, you can say hi. Welcome, Brenda. Hi, everybody. <laughs> she has a very relaxing voice, and she's a celebrity hairstylist. So I, when she's done my hair before, and it's like really relaxing. You, you have that voice and that energy. I might put everybody to sleep today, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, not sleep. Just relaxation. Okay, good. So here's the background. When I was a little, little kid, a toddler, my parents sponsored a family from Vietnam, a mother and son. And that son is Kiem Van. We called him Kiem. You call him Kim. Um, Mm -hmm. But that son married Brenda. So in many years ago, when I moved to Los Angeles, Kiem was like, you got to meet Brenda. You're going to love her. I always remember he was like, you're going to. You guys both love shoes. <laughs> yeah, he said the same thing to me too. And you're musical. It's perfect. Yeah, we're both musicians and singers. And and you're gonna I'm gonna give Brenda's info at the end so you guys can learn about her extremely talented daughters who are all doing music. Two of them are doing music. Anyway, so Kiem um passed away sadly. He passed away suddenly and shocked all of us in was it 2014 it was 2015 yeah 15 february 1st right yeah super bowl sunday yep i always remember that it was just like unbelievable oh i forgot to put my do not disturb sign on love you (laughs) dustin's waving at me um so yeah so that happened And, um, so Brenda and I have been in touch and she, this is a a combo episode. So we, I talk a lot about, about, um, micro movements and conscious behavior within marriage. And so that's what we're mainly going to talk about today because Brenda, but it's a combo platter because she found love late in light, late in life, ladies. So it's like an inspiration and hope story because when did you meet your second husband? I met him in July, uh, 2019. So about four and a half years after Kim died and late forties, right? Right. I was, I turned 50 right after, no, I was 50 when I met him. So, and you met on an app, right? Yes. And I remember, on the app, you know, you put your real age. I mean, I did anyways. And I remember knowing that because I was on the app when I was 48 and 49, had plenty of dates. And I remember thinking, 
putting my real age was really going to limit me, <laughs> but I still met my my beautiful husband at age 50. Yeah. So ladies, just remember, it happens. Yeah. It happens all the time. So, and obviously you're happily married. I mean, we actually stumbled into uh, where we did one session because there was like some micro adjustments and Brenda was, I call Brenda, I call you burn. So I'm just going to yeah. call you burn. So burn was like so open to this stuff. Um, just already in it already really resonating with the prin the principles that I talk about on this podcast and in coaching practice, but there were just like some little tweaks and they were so minor that I, it's fun to share them because like Tony Robbins says, he, he says something like, most people are a few micro movements away from their best life. Like they think wow. that they have to like make these huge changes and move and get this, you know, take this course, whatever. But you're actually, that's why I love to teach just present moment awareness because your, your best life is within reach. And oftentimes it's tiny little micro movements away. So our session was mostly about how, Mothering is masculine and many, many wives fall in the trap of mothering their husbands. And in your case, it was just out of love and adoration and being a newlywed. Um, but it does end up being interpreted on an, on a subconscious level by your masculine man as competition because mothering is masculine. So if you're mm -hmm. doing things that a grown man is fully capable of doing, you're actually competing with him on an unconscious level and he feels it. And it erodes chemistry and he kind of moves away. And so I want to share a couple of the little teeny examples that you gave me. Um, is that okay? Yes. So one of them was that, well, it was that hidden camera thing, right? So, so burn would be like, Oh my gosh, I am. I literally couldn't believe it. This is what he did or didn't do or what. And yeah. so one of them was, um, the water, the water coolers outside. Yes. Like she was doing the schlep and I'm like, why are you doing that? Like, those are really, really heavy. And this guy is, if you want to look them up, you'll see he can handle a water cooler. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> and there were like eight of them out on the porch every few weeks. And so she was sharing her frustration. Like, and I, and, and whenever a woman is like, why isn't he doing that? It's usually so often, I can't say usually, but with the people that I've wor worked with so often, it's that uh, the wife is doing things and she just, she doesn't even really know she's doing too much. She just wants to get it all done. And yeah. she, and she can't handle that, um, that discomfort. It's like you, stamina is necessary to walk by the thing that he didn't do without saying anything and just allowing for it to happen. And when and I, you do that, when yeah. you allow, which is a principle of femininity, it just starts happening. So at one, we do text, we text voice messages, which I love. Yeah. I do this with a few people in my life. It's like, I'm not a huge phone person, but I love like having like a seriously deep conversation <laughs> two minutes at a time on voice message. So she left me one. It was like, Oh my gosh, the I came home and the water coolers were gone. And then the other thing was when you guys were on vacation and you noticed in yourself, and this is the kind of micro movement that I'm talking about, 
you guys were looking at a sunglass rack and he dropped a pair of sunglasses and you felt yourself about to pick them up for him and you went why would I do that he is not my child yes he's perfectly capable I catch myself capable doing those things well I did and now it's becoming natural not to do it but I was cringing at myself every time before we left on vacation also I put the bags by the door and said my bags are by the door in other words if you could put them in the car for me I'd appreciate it and it set the tone for our whole weekend and now it's yeah back then that was maybe a month ago I was working really hard and thinking about everything I needed to do to be feminine and now I don't really think about it it's coming naturally That's awesome. That's a huge thing I wanted to point out that this stuff will feel artificial at first, especially if you've really been out of alignment, what I see as alignment to your feminine energy and to your source. And when you connect, then it becomes effortless. But sometimes the trip to reconnection feels like super clunky and artificial. And that's why a lot of women don't have success with this because their judgment from the mostly from the the narrative and the culture that we live in. They're, they, it causes them to judge themselves and they can't actually surrender and lean into it. But when you do, you get what you want. I mean, Pat Allen wrote a book that has a subtitle, how to get everything you want without ever asking for it. And it's, it really is energetic and it's, it's working with the quantum field. It's working with this silent, um, really incredible force. And it's working with God. It's working Mm -hmm. through prayer. It's working through surrender. So, and you know, I really want to point out that Brenda is a, an empowered woman. She's been in the workforce her whole adult life. She's very successful. This is not about being a little, you know, it's, it's like, please don't send me emails about how I sound like I want to go back to 1955. It's not that it's that you can be an empowered woman and you can be a surrendered wife simultaneously. 100%. I mean, you know, I've had my own business for 30 years. I raised my babies while I worked at home. And I think I created some bad habits in my marriage. And then, you know, we talked about how when Kim passed away, it kind of reinforced me being masculine or alpha or whatever you want to call it, because I was already handling a lot. And then when he died, I kind of had to handle everything. So that's what felt natural and normal when I got married again. But I, it felt exhausting. And I was like, I don't want to live my life this way again. I don't want to repeat and feel exhausted in my marriage. Totally. And that exhaustion that I think so many women are feeling within their marriage is, it is possible, ladies, that it is a matter of being able to receive it's mm-hmm. not that you need to do more or fix more or change something. It's that you need to stop yeah. so that you can receive. And, and if he's doing stuff and you're nitpicking, that's another fact. And this wasn't your problem, I know. But, like, this is another uh, component of it with women who are letting him do things or, and, and have his, you know, okay, he drives, but I'm nitpicking. I'm telling him which way to go. Or he emptied the dishwasher and I told him that he did it wrong. And everything's in the wrong place or whatever. If you are nitpicking a masculine energy man, you are leaving absolutely no room for the valiant hero to show up. And there mm-hmm. is a valiant hero in there. And if you and but but they respond to our signals. And they just they're they're like, you know, whatever. 
if they feel that competition of, yeah. from that mothering, right? And you were, I mean, you had experiences like this where you were like, oh my gosh. Right? Yes. You mean when he responded? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. It blew my mind because I remember my instinct was to share with him what I was doing, what I was changing. You're like, no, don't, don't talk about it. Just do it. You'll see him respond. And it, it is still blowing my mind the way he's responding. He's even hinted to like, well, I don't mind if you make a decision for me or if you tell me what you want me to do. And I'm like, no, I don't want to, I'm not your mom. And then he's like, Oh, okay, but it doesn't bother me. And then I just walk away and I don't make any decisions for him. (laughs) I I don't think he realizes how it's changed our relationship, but it's been incredible. And I, as a result, feel so secure in his love and everything just feels like (sighs) I can just relax. I know that he's doing his part I'm doing my part and it just feels very balanced I don't know how to explain that is so huge and that isn't a level of integration that I mean if he did say that um and this is sort of level two this is like as you go deeper into the energies there Mm -hmm. will be times when your masculine man is asking you what you think and you want and it's appropriate because he's led you to this experience he wants to know from your thinking mind what you want And if Mm -hmm. he's instigated that or initiated that, that is legit. That's not a matter of getting in somebody else's lane. That's a matter of his leadership and him stepping Mm -hmm. out of seeing you as feminine energy dominant and asking for your masculine energy because he does see that you're a business owner. He does see that you have it together. And this is sort of a level two. That's why when I first start with some women, they're like, what do I have to just like turn off my brain it's like no you just have to be aware of what energy is dominant moment to moment so that you can negotiate with love so depending on what that was and what that decision was it's like you can get to a place where you're where you're hearing him ask you for something that you don't do automatically does that make sense Yes, it does. I can't remember exactly what it was, but he was asking me to actually make the decision for him or tell him what to do. And I was like, no, it's, it had to do with his business. And I was like, no, you, you can choose what feels right for you. And it wasn't something I had a really strong opinion about. So that's good. And actually the, the feminine energy remaining in the feminine energy is remaining in the right to veto. So a feminine energy woman comes to consciousness around what she needs based on what she doesn't want. Um, or her direction comes from knowing what she doesn't want. I mean, we've all had like this, I don't really know how it's going to be, but I just know I don't want it to be like that. That's a feminine energy mindset. And so yeah. that that's legit. That's absolutely legit. And and Oliver sometimes will say stuff like that to me, just about plans and stuff like that. And he'll be like, I just want to delegate this to you. Like, can you just handle it? And I'll be like, sure. Usually, okay. by the way, it never works. <laughs> he's just like such a good planner. I'm big picture. Like, I am big picture. But if I planned it, like, everybody will get there in the wrong shoes, you know? Oh, really? <laughs> I'm so not a good planner, but, um, but there are times where he just, he's overloaded. So I am handling, especially now because we're doing, we are like taking on new directions in terms of like 
you know, on the ground business stuff. But, um, but that's just a little side note that you can start to, it's like martial arts with the energies, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but the bottom line is, and this is like my passion and burn and I talk about for the listeners, we, we talk about this a lot because we're both fascinated with seeing the culture from a surrendered wife perspective and empowered women in the world, surrendered wives. And the reality is, and I know you're going to agree with me, Burn, that it's literally an epidemic among women that emasculating your partner is almost encouraged or at mm-hmm. least accepted. Yeah. Right? Yes. I mean, it's yeah. like if you all over social media, it's, it, it's just, it's not feminism to emasculate a man. So we're, I'm fascinated with this idea of like, well, we've allowed him to set the standard because we've become like him in the workplace. And yet then we tear him down at home. Like, how has this become a solution and how is this called progress? And it doesn't feel good as a woman. And nothing about that feels good. It feels so much better to be supportive of your man and... And like you said, just surrendering, letting him make decisions, him bouncing things off of you and having conversations about it, but just letting him have his journey and being supportive of it. Even if some decisions down the road, you know, there's hiccups or it doesn't feel exactly right. Yes. Yes. the, The word that keeps coming to my mind is supportive because I was in relationships where I wasn't supportive and I was just constantly nagging. Well, I'm not happy and, and this doesn't feel right. And how am I supposed to, I have my own life, you know, and looking for support and making sure it was all equal. And it just feels so good to be the supportive one. You know, he comes home, I have dinner ready, ask about his day. If he doesn't want to talk about it, then we don't. And if I, like last night, I felt like there was something on his mind and I asked him a couple of times and he said, no, I'm fine. I asked a third time when we got into bed because I could just tell the wheels were turning and turns out there was something he on his mind, but he wasn't sure he wanted to talk about it. And it's about his journey. And then we talked a little and it was, it was amazing. I, it, it gave me a chance to show him, look, I support you, whatever you decide. And mm-hmm. it's, I don't know, it's just, it's amazing to have that communication. And I remember you saying at some point, Burn, you're going to feel like, and you took both hands together and clasped them together. You're just going to feel like you're coming together perfectly. And that's how it's feeling. Yes. It's so balanced. Yes. It's an alignment. It is yeah. just an alignment. It doesn't mean it's perfect. Once in a while, a wheel might wobble, but in the majority of the time you're in alignment and you know where you stand with this person and you're leaving room for respect because that makes you feel good. And so, and that these are the basic principles of what Dr. Pat Allen teaches, which is that you've got to make a decision. Do I wish to be respected or cherished? And if you Mm. wish to be cherished, you, and if you wish to feel good, then you've got to stop seeking respect from your masculine man because you're competing with him and you've just got to leave that room for respect. I get the sense that you're 
a little off. Is something going on with you? And that's another thing that's part of the communication is that I get the sense communication is always in the eye. It's it's okay. owned right by the individual. So it's yeah. like you seem this, you seem that. That's never going to work. You should. You should do that. That's all emotional threatening communication to a masculine man. But if you look at him and you say, I get the sense you're angry right now. Is that true? Okay. It's in his hands. He gets to say it or not. Yeah. And you know, my husband will say sometimes he, Oliver has day masculine men need space to figure out what it is that they need to do. Cause they don't like riffraff. They want to just get it. They want to cut, you know, measure twice and cut once. And so yeah. I'll look at him and I'll be like, what's going on? Or, you know, I get the sense that, and he'll, we're now, cause we've been married for longer. We're at the point where then he'll just go like, I don't know. I know I'm being weird or I, I, I don't know. Actually, I gotta like chew on it. He got, he has to go out, ride his motorcycle for a while. Eventually he'll come around. And if it's yeah. my business, he'll share it. But some of it is just not. Yeah. And I've got to have the inner security. I've yes. got to know how to feel good, even if I don't have all the answers from him. And that's because he's not my source. God is my source. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And actually, last night I was pretty willing to let it go um, if he said a third time, yeah, I don't, I don't want to talk about it. Um, but I did sense that he wanted to. Maybe he just didn't know how to put it into words. So, um yeah. yeah, and it's okay. I mean, Pat Pat's hardcore. She would have like said if you got an answer, <laughs> the first answer is, is should be enough, you know. But um, all is as it should be because if it comes out, it came out. You know, it's not about perfection, and it's not about beating yourself up. It's not about becoming a robot of performance. In fact, it's the opposite. It's actually about undoing that because so many of us were little robots. And we started to see things as transactional and I have to be a certain way. And it's actually not that it's that you do get to be authentic about your feelings. You get to communicate with love, know what your choices are, know what, know who you've chosen to be in the relationship. And then you're acting out of that. So, I right. mean, if you are a woman and you wish to be respected and you wish to be the masculine energy uh, in your relationship, uh, that's fine. You get to do that. It's just about knowing what your choice is. And I, I attract a lot of women like you, Bern, because that's how I feel. I, it doesn't feel good um, yeah. to, to be anything other than supportive and to respect him. I remember, I'm not going to say who, but early on when I was married, I was in a situation where I was telling us, I was listening to Oliver tell a story. And this person that we were with, like looked at me, I was like smiling and I was cracking up. I mean, he cracks me up and she kind of looked at me like, wow, you're like so excited to hear this story. And she kind of made fun of me for it. And I was like, yeah, I, I am. <laughs> I like my husband. Yeah. And, and you'll find that in this culture that, that w there's a, I knew a lot of women that wanted to like make fun of their husband and they wanted me to make fun of my husband and that was going to be our bond. And I was like, no, see ya. Wow. Right. right. I have no desire to do that. I'm so proud of him. I, I same, I find him hilarious. Yeah. It's, 
it leaves room for that to even get more expanded too and more expansive. And now my life, certainly this past year, even more, it's my life is different. It just keeps, as I continue this path for my marriage, I attract women that are also choosing this Mm -hmm. for theirs. Some of which I knew just like fringe friends that I'm now getting to know better. It's just really interesting how life works. Mm. Um, yeah. So, I mean, okay, we won't go here, but I just want to say this. If there is a shadowy situation going on in our culture where we don't really know who's in charge and there is a a darkness afoot, masters of chaos, and we don't Mm -hmm. really know just yet, Mm -hmm. it does... I do think all the time that emasculated men are just, they, they'd really love that. So the idea that this is like, it, I see it as a cancer in the culture. It's yeah. like this idea of not having respect mm-hmm. and not dedicating yourself consciously to your marriage. Yeah. Um, it could only be, it, it could only work for a sh- shadowy darkness moving through whatever is going on because what's going on is does not seem to be in integrity yeah and it's dark and I don't think committed relationships are even encouraged (laughs) and so it's just it's not part of what's going on and you know even in the dating world I found that I met so many people who were just like Oh yeah, I'm not looking for a committed relationship. And that that became my mentality for a while too cuz I was like, wow, I guess this is the way it is. Um but mm. at the end of the day, I realized that was a very lonely lifestyle. I could have a date every night if I wanted. But at the end of the day, I was very lonely. I didn't have that one special person with deep intimacy. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. And the idea that you can sort of buy anything like that, this, and I didn't, I wasn't on an app. I got married and then they came out. So, mm-hmm. I, but the, I was on dating sites though and stuff, but the apps, something about the apps makes it like so yeah. much more immediate. And it's like, you can go to Amazon and buy this. You can go to that and buy this. You can go to that and like rent a date. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's literally like the same as shopping on Instagram. Swipe to the left, swipe to the right. I mean, that's yeah. so gross. Yeah. I mean, if you see, um, what's that show that scares the crap out of me? I can't even watch it. Oh, mm, Black Mirror. I haven't heard of it. Have you ever seen that? It is mm-hmm. so scary. I think it was an English show. I think it was on in, in England um, years ago. But it's on Netflix now, and there's just so much scary stuff on it. And it, it's like a dehumanization theme. And mm. it's, I can't watch it. I haven't made it through an episode. Like, I realized I, I actually can't see this. This is, like, making me feel really bad. Um, But I just, that's what this is. At this moment in time, we're, we're really... I can't think of a more important thing to do than to stay in touch with essence, inner essence mm-hmm. and our core values. And uh yeah, it's hard to practice those and participate in the hookup culture. 
Yeah, it sure is. Um, I want to say, and, and I don't know if I'm totally going off subject, but throughout this conversation today, you've made me realize that I'm still teetering a little bit between wanting respect or being cherished. And I'll give you an example. And I think it's because in my husband's, is this going off track or is this okay to talk no, about? No, this is good. Bring it. Okay. Because in my husband's business, there are a lot of women who box at the level that he does. And I know they have his respect. And so I've been taking his boxing classes. We have a sparring event coming up and I'm like, I want to do it. I'm going to fight in that event, blah, blah, blah. Um, one, because I do want his respect and I would love to show him, you know, how strong I am because I think he knows it, but he won't admit it. But two, because I really, really do love the sport. I've always loved it. I've been watching it since I was little. And, um, but the other day I had this thought, cause we're going to have the sparring event and then a barbecue afterwards. And I was like, I don't think I want to get in the ring and get sweaty and beat up someone. I think I want to be the pretty little wife who's getting the barbecue together and welcoming everybody. So I think I'm leaning towards, okay, I don't need his respect in that. I, I That's just want... good. Yeah, I'm leaning away from it, but I still struggle with it a little bit. I it's to normal be... to struggle with that. I, I struggle okay. with that too. I mean, it, anytime you see your husband with a female colleague and realize that you do not have information that she has because he's either it's just unnecessary for him to share or he's not interested in sharing it with his wife or it's just a matter of talking shop or, um, mm -hmm. you know, finding a solution on at work. And it's like, wow, she knows him like in a way that I don't. Huh. Mm -hmm. And then that <laughs> becomes what gets activated, the ego. And then it's like, well, wait, I want to know that stuff too. You know, I've been, I'm in the work, I, I've been in stuff like that, you know? Right. <laughs> and it's, yeah. yes, you're right. It's about going, Hey, I'm, I'm okay. Not having a say in this, not having to be a part of this, letting him shine yeah. and being behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It actually is starting to be a good feeling being behind the scenes. Yeah. And it's nice yeah. to, you know, if I go write a song with somebody and I have this conversation that I would never have with my husband. Um, mm -hmm. I, you know, I'll drive home and I'll think, wow, I was looking for that from a partner and I was unsuccessful because I had a, a I was delusional. I thought that a, a marriage partner would be all things to me, you know, right. and now right. I can really experience the satisfaction of being like, wow, that was a hilarious out there. Totally deep talk about a bunch of stuff that my husband is not even remotely interested in. Correct. You know? And so yes, that's what he's having. He's, he doesn't want any of that stuff from you. And that's actually a really, a really big blessing because there's something that's different and it's deeper and it's sacred. I agree. You I know? Agree. Yeah. That yeah. And I, I recognize that he cherishes me and he talks about me to his colleagues and in a very uplifting way, but it's, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to be his boxing partner and I'm just, you know, it's, it's a different relationship and I accept that. Yeah. And he's not going to be all things to you and you're not going to be all things to him. And I yeah. think, you know, leaving room 
which might even breed discomfort, but leaving a little bit of room for unknown items, you know, and, and unknown feelings and unresolved stuff. While that can be discomfort, it is also what gives way to mystery. Like, don't lose your mystery, you know, as a wife. That's what I would say to anybody who's either recover it and once you have it back, don't lose it. Don't, don't let him forget that you are a whole person that, and there are corners of your mind and heart that he doesn't know and may never. That's yeah. fascinating to mm-hmm. an interesting, good, secure, masculine man. That that's leaving him with something to go find out, you know, something to conquer. That's hot. That's the stuff of ageless love stories through the centuries. And, Mm -hmm. and we've so we're so in a microwavable culture. It's just like microwaving contact. I won't even say romance. It's just Mm -hmm. like contact hits and highs and married people and single people using each other for hits and highs and emotional communication and drama and BS. And it's just, it's such a tragedy. Sadie wrote a song titled highs off the lows. Exactly about that. Yes. Yeah. That's a good song. (laughs) I heard that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And Sadie's great. Look up Sadie, Sadie van. Um, yeah, so it's like, this is about recovering, um, it's about recovering, whether you're a person that is truly in recovery of some kind, or you're just a person who's been married and you want to gain back that spark or you want a conscious marriage and you're seeking a partner. Yeah. Well, Burn, we did a good job. My biggest fear was that we would just like <laughs> off the deep end into we <laughs> we have very deep talks. <laughs> um, and I don't have an editor anymore. Speaking of my masculine man, he quit. <laughs> In fact, it was so funny because when I was doing something better for those of you that don't know, Oliver was editing it for me. And it's really, really well done because of that, because he was good at it. Um, and then the day that I started this, it literally just happened. Like I woke up in the morning. I didn't like, go, huh, I'm going to record. I had just been praying about podcasting again and thinking about it and kind of put it in the God box. And then this, I got down to my studio and instead of writing a song, I just recorded a podcast trailer. So later that day I was like, so I guess I'm on a podcast again. And he was like, what? Cause it was <laughs> such a hot spot with us. Like it was so unfortunate. Like once a week I had to, um, talk about negotiating, you know, man to man thinking mind to thinking mind. It was really hard to work with him. <laughs> he did not like it. So, um, I felt super empowered. I was like, yeah. I'm uh, just doing it myself. No problem. I love love it. But as a result, I I have no editor. So I'm glad that we were. um, Yeah. We colored within the lines. I think that's good. Yeah. I um, I enjoy I enjoy our daily conversations. And this was interesting to, you know, keep it in a nutshell because you and I, I we can talk for hours, but 
Um, I, I've been anxious to share with you just how much growth we've had and how wonderful it's been. Thank you so much. Mm, I know it. And I'm, I'm not surprised at all. And is there, oh, my pleasure. And thank you for doing this. Is, is there Mm -hmm. something that, oh, wait, I want to get back to my fun, um, my fun last three questions to everybody that I interview. I did this on something better too. So first one is what'd you have for breakfast? I've had a cup of coffee so far. Oh, that's right. You're an intermittent faster. Really bad. I'm not, but I kind of end up being that. I don't mean to be. Um, Oh, that's right. You did it on purpose and now you just sort of do it. Correct. Correct. Just on accident. Um, So yeah, I've had a cup of coffee. And then what is, let me see if I can remember these. What were they? Um, when was the last time you guys went on a date? Last time we went on a date was, let me think real quick. It might have been Mother's Day. We went out to eat and then we went to Malibu Cafe. Mm. Um, but it, we might have had one since. I think that was it, though, actually. That was official. Yeah. And then what is like your edge in your life, either personal or in business? Like what's the thing that's got you like a little good scared right now? Oh, a little bit scared right now? Like the good scared. Oh, oh, the good scared. Other than the state of (laughs) this. You are so trying to go there. (laughs) I just keep doing. It's such a muscle test (laughs) (laughs) of whether or not I'm going to stay disciplined. (laughs) And I am. I am. I'm not. Yeah, I'm dodging it for you. Good for you. Thanks for keeping me in line. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Can you explain a little bit more? What, what is like, what is my fear? Well, like good scared. Like if I have a show, I mean, I barely play shows anymore, but like when I was playing shows a lot as a songwriter, like if I had that going, it would, it would just be like a thing on the calendar that had me a little good scared. Cause I'm, I'm performing scares me. It always has. Okay. Okay. So something you're looking forward to, but you're a little nervous about. Yes. Like it's associated with your true North, like a goal or just something that's getting you out of bed. That's like your edge. Um, I would say it is kind of our future as a couple because my business is super steady. So is Justin's, but we're at a place where we, and this is what we were talking about last night, where we might want to change it up a little. I want to work less. I want to support him doing new things, but that's also scary financially. Mm. Um, so there's some risk in, in things we're talking about Mm. doing in our future. So yeah, that that's good. That's really good. Yeah. Excited about it. It feels like, I don't know, we just might venture into something different where I'm supporting him and helping him grow. And that's going to feel really good. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really awesome. Yeah. Well, written up some proposals and everything but yeah I'll give you more detail later Ooh, that's cool yeah well I'm gonna anybody that wants to follow um uh you two I'm gonna tag both of your well tag your Instagram and then if you guys want to you can tag him too okay 
Um, he's, yeah, yeah, he's doing all kinds of cool stuff in the world. And if you're into fitness and boxing, you definitely want to check him out. So, um, yeah, he's, I don't know if you know the same, but the, um, he's raising money for, you know, he's a nonprofit now called Camp Van Harrison. And right now we're raising money for, uh, forever found. And it's, um, an organization here where we live. Uh, in Simi Valley that raises money and takes care of children who have been sex trafficked. They have 50 children living there right now. Wow. They need clothes. They need food. They also stop sex trafficking. They just stopped a whole ring between California and Arizona in the past two months. So it's an incredible organization and that's what he's raising money for at our next um, fundraiser. Wow. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. So if I send people to your Instagram, is there info on it there? There will be on his. Yeah. Okay, great. So I'll, I'll tag both of you. That's good stuff. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you so, so very much for taking the time in your busy life. It was so nice to talk to you. I love you so much. I love you so much. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. You too. Go get my nails done now. Ooh, enjoy. Enjoy. Okay, Paul. Thank you. Love you. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye. We are home when we're together. I am home when I'm with you. That's a feeling that you just can't fake when you know the truth. We feel alive.